0: All right, guys, welcome to yet another amazing episode of Roll or Die. This is our second go because I didn't hit record the first time. (laughs) But we have the Silver Fox, AKA Karel Pravec. He is an absolute legend and a repeat customer to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here.
1: And as I said the first time around, uh, we had Silver Fox on in episode, probably one of the very early ones in April 2020. And now here we are, episode 82. So we are ultimate professionals, believe it or not. Sorry about that little uh, technical
0: glitch there. We're very professional. (laughs) 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 I have technical glitches all the time. Yeah, that's true. And like, it's been so like, like, it was unbelievable when you guys were in lockdown, the amount of I guess reliability that went into you putting on your daily. Um, I can't remember what they were called, but they were amazing. Like, like a daily. Roll with the fox. Yeah. Roll with the fox. That was amazing, man. <laughs> like that was like you. You really stand out as one of the, not many people in the world can do something that consistently. Um and it, like how many did you do of those? We
2: wound up doing ninety nine days, I think. Wow. Initially, you know, we basically because I used to do that monthly. Mm -hmm. It was kind of weird. It was, you know, not weird, but um, I was traveling on on a highway in Germany talking to a guy in India who was asking me technical questions. And I was trying to explain it to him, and the connection kept getting dropped. So we figured out we would do like a live, monthly live troubleshooting session. We initially started on Facebook, but we transitioned into YouTube because the uh, uh, video quality is better. Yeah, And basically, we do it to this day. And, you know, at that time, it was monthly. I made it 10.30 a.m. Eastern Time, which seemed to work, you know, for pretty much all the time zones in the world. We literally have a global audience, mm. and uh, you know, when uh, the lockdown happened, I said, "All right, we're going to do it daily." You know, let's just let's just do daily. And initially, I thought maybe we're going to do two, three weeks, and then, you know, about uh, four or five weeks went by, and I told Enrique and and, and Mike. Enrique was my Uka, and Mike behind the camera. I said, "Mike, guys, we're going to we we trained right after," and <laughs> so as soon as we'd go at it pretty good because we were uh we were just filming and then training and uh i said guys we're going to have to do this for a long time possibly we cannot break if we break this is over mm. so we tried to just kind of tone it down every so often but it was it was cool we we're happy that we made like a global connection a lot of people still uh we after the lockdown we did 99 episodes mm. and there was some funny stuff you know enrica I accidentally put him, put him out at the end of episode 19. He didn't tap. Wow. Um, <laughs> and uh, we did 99 because we were about, we were going to open July 1st. And at the end of June, I was like, all right, I don't want to do hundred. Cause it's a nice even number.
0: Mm. I said,
2: I want to do 99. It's sort of unfinished business. I
0: love it. And
2: since then we've gone to weekly. So we do it on a weekly basis now, tomorrow, 930 AM Eastern time, which is, I guess, what is that now? I'll become an expert at 1230 lunchtime for Australia time or something like that. No, yes.
0: 1130.
2: So, uh, um, yeah, we, we have another episode tomorrow. So
0: that's brilliant, yeah. man. And I like, I just really, like we got the chance to kind of fall in love with you guys and what you were doing through that process. And you were, you know, like, you really were interactive. Like you, you made shout outs to our community groups and all sorts of things. man. Yeah. Really? Like, I think, Above the jiu-jitsu, you were really also just a contribution to the world in the truest form, brother. So I really acknowledge that. I
2: appreciate that. that. Thank you. We we had a lot of fun, but to me, it was like I felt like I was teaching a class. Hmm. I couldn't see the people, but I could feel them. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense because Mike is reading the questions live. So I can kind of feel the people they call themselves, like the people that are my students that don't actually attend my physical academy call themselves the antivirus tribe. So yeah. it, it was really cool. You know, And to this day I've had, you know, I've had some people like I've, I'm, I'm back on the road. I'm traveling. Um, I actually wind up getting COVID about three weeks ago. Um, it was, I only had two rough days. I'm vaccinated, but you know, wound up getting it, you know, a bunch of, not a lot, but we've had a couple isolated cases and most of the people were vaccinated anyways. Mm. Uh, you know, I had a couple of rough days and then, so, you know, two days later, I felt better. I started training in the pool. I had to be quarantined. So I just trained in the pool, but um, mm. I'm back. So I had to cancel a camp in Europe, but I, I'm back on the road. I've been, I've done uh, several camps already in Europe. I'm flying out Monday again to do another one. And I'm, I'm trying to help those guys in, in, you know, the guys that I'm pretty close to over there to try to get back on their feet because they were locked down a lot longer mm. than uh, we were here in the U
0: S that's brilliant man and
1: you said that you had a couple of rough days what what were they
2: like what uh you happened? Know, to me, it was like you know like you had a flu you know i uh, just kind of i didn't want to eat uh you know body aches you know uh, uh chills a little bit of fever uh just felt out of it and you know just kind of laying around for two days and after that i was like all right i i i, think I can train in the pool there's nobody there it's my backyard, so yeah. I can, you know, get some, some movement and, you know, uh, every two days I felt better and better. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm finally, you know, I was taking the tests and, you know, with one test, the, uh, the rapid one would be negative and the PCR would be positive. And then finally both have lined up and I was like, come back, baby.
0: Yeah. That's <laughs> so good, man. Do you think, do you think like, and this is the, like, you don't have a crystal ball and you can't live in two parallel universes, but were you like, Thank, thank God or whatever. Thank God I got vaccinated. Like, was it? Would you be concerned about the impact that the that it would have been had you not been vaccinated, or is that not something that? No,
2: you know, I've I've heard. You know, it's it's weird. You hear stories of people that are relative, you know, young or in good health, uh, seemingly that that have very bad cases or actually died from it. But in general, you know, the people that I know. Um, that have gotten it. I know some of the law enforcement uh, guys in my academy wind up getting it, not at my academy, but they wound up getting it in the early days when the first, when this first came out. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is that that version variant was much more, uh, much rougher on people's systems and, and so forth. Wow. Uh, for for me, and and, and interestingly enough, the people, the it was fairly isolated, but the people that I knew that were pretty close to me that got it, were vaccinated, didn't seem to have any better go at it than, than uh, the people that were not. So, but yeah. I also heard that the, and I, and I, I don't know, listen, I, I think there's so much misinformation. And mean, I personally take a view of it's like, live and let live, you know, you want, you're concerned about yourself, get vaccinated. You wanna wear a mask, wear a mask. I don't appreciate people on either side where people like stay locked up, close the doors, you know, don't go outside. To, or the other people like you're a sheeple if you wear a mask you do whatever you feel is necessary to protect yourself and your family yeah uh, and the people close to you um i don't know i heard that the delta variant which i believe is prevalent in the united states is that that it's milder that it doesn't have quite the 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 but i i don't know yeah you know wow amazing so i i i do think that as time goes on that There is more and more resistance to, you know, the measures because I think the measures that are in place don't appear to be logical.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we could say
1: that here in Melbourne. (laughs) We have a world record
0: for the most lockdown days on the planet right now. Of any city,
1: uh, even in North Korea, (laughs) we're worse. (laughs) yeah
0: and, and yeah. We're, we're we're like a biblical you know like when you see like a disaster movie and it always starts with like there's riots the economy like all the headlines like our yeah. headlines breathe like the beginning of a disaster movie right now so it's pretty yeah. intense
1: And <laughs> so before, so, better run at it
2: you know
0: yeah me too so man.
1: what is the vibe over there in the states about it in general are people because it on the whole you're more or less opened up to some sort of normality. Yeah.
2: Are people still nervous or? Not really. It's to me, it's almost become. I, I think for some people, it just doesn't exist. Other people believe it exists, but basically, it's like it is what it is. They'll take their chances. Uh, I think the people that are vaccinated tend to be a little more cautious. I, I personally, even when I reopened my school, I kind of made my own rules, which I believe were logical. And one of the strongest one was to try to limit, you know, the first few months we literally had, you were basically, you had one trade, we carved up the floor and you had one training partner. So if anybody ever got sick, uh, we, we ne- never had anybody get sick in the Academy um, for, for a long time. And if, when they when somebody caught it at work and trained with somebody, we we're able to try trace it quickly, call them, say stay away, you know five to seven days, get tested if everything is good, come back, mm-hmm. and yeah. that seemed to work very well. But I I do believe like especially like you have travel restrictions right now. It's you know it's weird because I actually do pay attention to a lot a lot of the numbers because I'm just kind of curious to see what's going on. I travel a lot, and you know like countries that are that that you know they're not they're not allowed to travel to the U.S. but their countries currently have very low numbers. So why not make it based on numbers? If your country has low numbers, man, if you vaccinated and you're negative, you should be able to come in. If you're not vaccinated and you're negative, you should be able to come in
0: Mm -hmm. and
2: vice versa. The the Mm -hmm. minute the numbers start to spike up, you tighten up the rules, make it logical, make it it measurable, not like where people just kind of pull something out of their butts because nobody really knows a whole lot about this thing.
0: So true. what about like you've opened an academy since we spoke last? I think, or I don't know if you moved or opened a new one. I saw that on Facebook. So, yeah. what's it like what's it like opening an academy in a, in the middle of a pandemic? How does that work?
2: Um, you know, it's it's funny if if you because my my academy it's it's a, it's a second location, mm-hmm. so my academy has a pretty big not monthly not to begin with. You know, between all the all you know the only all the instructors and rent and, and you know utilities and all that. Um, I've, you know, I've had a couple of my black belts open up academies during the pandemic. And I think maybe the growth initially is slower, but if you don't have the, that, like the, the, the existing, uh, cost structure, uh, you know, they're, they're growing fine. You know, it, it's okay. Maybe the growth is not as rapid, but maybe it's, it's also more solid. Maybe people that are more committed to, to actually doing this. So the black belts that have, uh, that have opened up during this time, uh, you know, in particular, there's one in New Jersey, uh, one of my black boss Frankie, and another one in Florida, Juan. They're
0: doing, they're doing well, you know? It's interesting. It's, yeah. it's interesting to ponder, like, if you open a business in bad times and it can survive, that sets you up powerfully for the future. You know, I, I think in some ways it makes sense. But it, you know,
2: it's, 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 you gotta have a good product. In my mind, the product is the instruction. So You have to have good instruction. Mm-hmm. You have to have good atmosphere. And then, you know, everything else and you have to have a clean facility, uh, you know, you, it, 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 it doesn't matter if, if you have those three elements, you're going to you're going to maybe maybe it'll take you longer to get up and running or maybe it will take you longer to get profitable or get to the monthly profit that you need to 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 do well or survive or whatever. But uh, I, I think it will happen. You know, I yeah. think you just need to stay on things and, and provide a good product, or get, which again, good instruction a good atmosphere. Mm. And make sure you clean your facility too.
1: (laughs) And you mentioned uh, you're heading over to Europe soon. Um, They had quite a long lockdown and I guess I don't know too much. I know the U S is virtually unlocked and um, quite a lot of the world. I'm not sure what's happening with the rest of the world in terms of their stage of locking, unlocking. So how do you feel about like international competitions going ahead, like worlds, Nogi worlds is in a couple of weeks, but. Do you know what I mean? Like, is it really the world? Is it only half the world that could have trained for the last 12 months kind of thing?
2: Uh, I, I, I believe and I listen, I don't know how it is in Australia, but, you know, I had students when we we're locked down and, and, you know, in the early days it was pretty drastic. It was pretty, you know, people were calling, you know, if uh, you know uh, police on, or health departments on others and stuff, which is, by the way, you really should think about if, you know, what that implies for society. Um, mm, uh, if you're not personally being threatened or your family, I, I believe uh, you should. You know, if you don't believe that that uh, you or your close people are in danger. But anyways, I digress. Um, I think it's 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 not. It's more than. It's more than half the world. I I, I do believe, and I and I had my students. Even though, you know, when we were, uh, we were doing uh, the roll with the Fox daily, and we're also doing uh, Zoom classes and people created their pods, you know, in, in their house. Mm. I was like, listen, if somebody busted me here, I'm in in the Butler location right now. uh, You know, close me down. I was going to adopt Enrique. I would have done it out of my basement. You know, I think if you, you may not be able to travel for the competition, but you will be training. You will find a way to train it's going to be difficult. It's, you know, you might have to create a pod, but you know, the reality is, uh, you know, I've seen people train with limited training partners and their game is getting good. It's kind of what you make out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So even though you may not be, have the full spectrum of skills and sizes and speeds and strengths and all this other stuff, I believe that you can make it productive, by trying to focus on adding elements to your game and polishing the, the things that you need to to, to to
0: improve. That's great. And you're, you're very cerebral about your BJJ game. So, so, and you've been around the block a few times, let's face it, you know. <laughs> yes, <I have. laughs> so, so what <laughs> have. you what are you fascinated by with jiu-jitsu at the moment? What's got your attention is, as far as the actual art of jiu-jitsu? Um, it's what's
2: really I see is is just the amazing growth in availability of quality instruction mm. and how people look at jujitsu, how people present their knowledge or instruction has significantly gone up. It has to be it's competition. It's pure mm. competition. Mm. Um, you know, I think now you can have access. It's up to you. You could pay for your instruction you you can get access to free if you want free it's available it may not be put together in a nice three-hour package you may have to find pieces and piece them together but you can find it no matter where you are Mm. and you know you can really see how that's contributed to the growth the technical growth and and sort of the evolution of the art in in terms of maybe it's not necessarily a new technique but just a new slightly different way to do that technique that makes it more effective, more efficient. Mm. Um, I think that's what, what I've really seen really take off in the last five years. Right. And particularly in the last three, probably more so than the previous seven. Mm. But even, even that, it was, it's, I, I think it's good. I think it bodes well for jiu-jitsu growth around the world.
0: Mm. And what do, what yeah. does it, how does that relate to your jiu-jitsu game? What are you focused on right now for yourself? Well, I'm personally nuts. So I need to, I, I, I want to have my jiu-jitsu
2: the best possible game. So that's why I literally was wallowing around for two days in COVID stupor. And then I go train in the pool yeah. because I need to have the best possible game I could possibly have. Yeah, I want to be the best, whether I am or not, that's a separate issue. I want to be the best. I want to be the best practitioner and I want to be the best teacher. Wow! So for me, it means that the the more competition there is, the more I'm going to push myself.
0: <laughs> I love it, man.
2: I, and, I love try it. To improve the level of my instruction, improve the level of my technique, improve the way I deliver that that uh, that knowledge and that technique to people.
0: Wow!
2: And I do yeah. believe that I, you know everybody has a little bit different personal style, and I think I encourage people. You know, sometimes people just you know go to whatever they can get their hands or somebody else says what's what's works for them is find what works for you. I don't think there'll be ever a replacement for hands-on instruction because I literally can be in a seminar and camp and they're like, Fox, I have trouble with this. All right, show me, put it on. And, and I can, I can troubleshoot them and, and say, okay, this is what you're doing differently. You should do it like this, mm. but you know, you will eventually may figure it out even just for videos it may take you three months. You know and getting some feedback from your training partners and I think also the importance of training partners has become better better understood and better acknowledged so that's that's what it means for me I think I just gotta try to um, you know continue to improve my knowledge and, and how I deliver that knowledge to people
0: I love
1: that can we talk about um, longevity as well I can't remember if we talked about this the first time that you were on but what sort of things do you do or would you suggest for perhaps older practitioners? to do to keep them in the game
2: trade in the water solo drills in the water solo brazilian jiu-jitsu drills in the water it's 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 a super oddball thing guys if you don't know what it is go on youtube and just put fluid bjj and you're gonna get a couple of videos and i called fluid for two reasons obviously i drill in water and i uh also uh uh, uh you know, my game is kind of more fluid game. I, I don't try to force something. If if I, you know, when I hit the guy with the triangle and he defends with all his might, I'm not gonna insist on the triangle. I'm just gonna switch to a reverse triangle, which he's handing me on a platter. So it's a play on words, too. But mm. it's an oddball thing. Um, I don't know how to deliver that that understanding, that appreciation. Better I have, you know, one of my black belts, the skid one, he you know, fought. MMA, both you know, um, amateur and professional. He opened his own school in Florida. He had a problem with his back all the time, and you know, I said, "Juan, well, just train in the water." And what, you know, two weeks later, I see him, he's big smiles, and "Fox, this is amazing." I said, "I know. Why are you telling me that? Why do you tell others so they can benefit from that?" So, I, um, to me, it's an oddball thing. The there's two difficulties about it. One is breathing, which is easy to do because basically you do need to engage gravity a little bit. So when you get in the water and you're going to, you're going to, you have a sequence that you're going to drill, solo drill in your in your mind, when you're ready to initiate that sequence, breathe out before you go underwater and continue to breathe out. That is the only thing that's very difficult. After that, it's function of knowledge. If you don't have a lot of technique that you don't know what to drill you might be drilling very simple things you know just maybe takedowns um maybe sh- uh, shots for takedowns once you become you know a good blue or purple belt and above there is a lot of things you i there's one where i try to intersperse mat technique and and what i drill i drill that same technique in the water but solo drill and you can do some crazy things and there is an added pressure of finishing a quick submission because i hate to come up for air in mid-sequence so (laughs) i always finish with a quick submission and i do you know when you do that when you soldier you're keenly aware of your how your body moves and if you cannot if i know that if i make the movement slightly off i know that it's it's a mistake and I know how my training partner would react to it. And therefore I need to change my, my follow-up based on the mistake that I made. So mm-hmm. it can really, the, the visual there, there's a lot of benefits. It's the res, water resistance is the buoyancy. That's really good on your lower back. Cause I've had problems since I was a kid, mm-hmm. um, lower joints, uh, but the visualization is one of the most underrated things and it, it makes you fast. Mm-hmm. So, that would be probably the one thing that I would recommend to people because I can train seven days a week because of that.
0: Is it? If it wasn't you, for that? Yeah. Is it just you who thinks it's oddball, or have people said that's crazy shit? I'm not doing that.
2: Uh, I don't think they're going to say that to my face. Maybe, yeah. but I think <laughs> that's probably what most
0: people think. So you're just inoculating <laughs> them just in case they're going to say that to you. Like, <laughs> what I'm about to say. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, so, uh, I had a. I had a black belt that's, you know, very well known at a, at, you know, like as a commentator and we're at a pool in Cancun and I'm teaching this to, at the Gracie camp, like to 30, 40 people in the pool. And we're doing it just a simple guillotine, solo drills.
0: Hmm.
2: And after about 15 minutes, the guy just pops up above the water and he's like, I've been doing the guillotine wrong all this time. And wow. he never realized at that time he was already a black belt and just the, the, him doing it you know, once you relax and you're like, Oh man, I, I think I was doing it right, but I wasn't. Wow. And that's the self-awareness visualization is huge, but you know, mm-hmm. I think we're probably going to have a conversation in another five years and I'm still going to be saying the same thing.
0: Wow. That's so cool. Like I'm now I'm thinking, cause you've shifted the context, right? You've shifted it away from the mats, away from BJJ, away from everything else and put it into a completely different environment. Now I'm thinking, okay, what other environments are there? Like, you know, like the zero gravity airplane flights, you could do, like, yeah. to do BJJ in space, you know, like I'm just thinking different contexts. Yeah, but
1: Anton, that's not really accessible, is it? I think <laughs> it um, you know, I not like, everyone can get on a, a well, spacecraft can, every yeah, day. Can, that's true. But
2: what it does, the water, that, the buoyancy of water, that's another thing is, is if it, especially be practicing uh, like high risk techniques, you know, like uh, flying arm bars or flying triangles. Yeah, you know, or like you, you know, floating like you know when you're passing guards and you're kind of floating on the guy's leg and just bounce. Uh, uh, that buoyancy can make you be aware of how you gotta. No, number one, how you do the the movement, you yeah. know, from step by step, but also like start to do it smoothly to try to create the least resistance in the water. I actually had another black belt, Henzo Black Belt, really good, really good guy. Uh, you know, um, Mario. Uh, he runs a bunch of schools in Mexico, and he was, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, cornering him in, in uh, Nogi Worlds a few years back, maybe 2019, 2018. And he's like, he uh, he hits this beautiful flying armbar on the guy and finishes like black belt. <laughs> and finishes him like in, in a minute or maybe even less. And I'm like, Mario, that's freaking beautiful. He says, yeah. He says, I, I saw you do that in the pool in Cancun. And I, he didn't get in the water that day, so I thought he was just thinking, like, what an idiot. And he said he was playing with it, you know, like, you know, the the next uh, you know year, and then he hit it just just like nothing. But you can't drill that twenty times, thirty times on the mat. Chances are you're going to hurt somebody
0: or yourself. Wow, wow. yeah, I'm so inspired. Awesome. I'm just, I'm getting straight in the pool as soon as I can and mucking around. You I guys
2: mean, have a lot of pools in Australia, you know. I mean. Listen, let, we're not, not we're allowed inland,
0: man. That's the problem. We're not allowed to lay <laughs> around.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go you in. People ask me, would you go in the beach? I'm a, I love water. I love the ocean. But I don't do that stuff because I believe that the, some of that movement may, may duplicate, like, a wounded fish or fish of distress.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I
2: don't do that, that fluid BJJ in the, in, in the ocean. Yeah, fair then enough. In, in,
0: in, yeah. yeah you know, to set yourself up for uh, for, for mm-hmm. with a great one.
1: <laughs> and did we talk last time also about injuries? Uh, have you had many injuries? What, what's your biggest injury and how did you
2: my, deal with that? My, the biggest ones is, you know, the back. It just, you know, I've had a bad problem since I was a kid. I've had bad posture. The spine is like curved, like weird. And, and uh, you know, when we, did, when we were kids, we are doing like a lot of physical labor. So I think we were just shoveling sand and mixing cement in one direction. I think I sheared a lot of the discs. So, but long story short, it's painful, but periodically every few five, 10 years, it flares out where it's like, if it seizes up, I can't move. I can barely walk. Like my, the doctor, who's also a black belt in jujitsu, he told me, he's like, Carl, he said, (laughs) 99% of the people that have your spine are happy to just walk. So that's when that water... Mm -hmm thing helps me because i have i have a picture i had in brazil one time my back seized up i literally look like my back you could see it from the picture i'm standing there in some park and and you could see i look like a broken twig mm-hmm. three days later i was training in the water and i'm like almost straight so that's that right now it's in sort of in that the band that's it's sort of normally effed up, but it's extra effed up range where my legs fall asleep and stuff. I had an epidural about a month ago. Uh, I think I may need a few more, but um,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: I try to manage it basically when, when, uh, when I, I try to prevent it from seizing up because once it seizes up, I cannot, I, I like, I need help to get in the car. Um, mm-hmm. But so as long as I can manage it to be not that um, everything's okay. <laughs> I, I do eat a lot of uh aleve you know like uh two and pretty much i've been on that few years i don't know what that would be called in australia it's anti-inflammatories yeah um you know beer occasionally helps if, if you feel like you tweak something but other than that you know just kind of try as soon as like i can move i'm, I'm back in the, at least in the pool what about like surgeries like knees you know all that stuff not yet, knock on wood. Uh, my left yeah. knee is popping in and out, but uh, it's loose. But I'm a, I don't want to know what, what's wrong with
0: it, I think. <laughs> yeah, so you're a typical male, basically. I got that. I, okay, cool.
2: <laughs> uh, you know, I just like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> and where do you see uh, the jiu jitsu scene going in the future? Like, what's uh, Anton sort of asked about it, but especially in light of the world events over the past eighteen months, like I think jujitsu is going to come back bigger and better. Or yeah. what do you think?
2: I yeah. think it's going to come back bigger and better. I think just just the type of activity it is, it just it it, it just creates intense passion and in people that do it for a while. And um, I, I think it's going to get bigger and better. And I think the fact that you have the better teachers are you know getting more and more. So people, the bar is set, which makes not, not you know if you're. I think our job as a teacher is not just to teach the technique, but also inspire people. You know, you could be the freaking greatest genius, and if people are not inspired, they're not going to learn from you. They just don't want. Mm-hmm. So I think if if you know the bar is is set, getting set higher and higher, and I think people that if they don't measure up to that bar, you know they're not contributing to the art of jujitsu, and uh, I, I think the people that are kind of measuring up are, you know, and, and more and more people know where that bar is set and it, it continually rises. So I, I do have a lot of, a lot of uh, hope. And and I think expectations where jujitsu is going to be in the next five, 10 years.
0: Mm. Wow. And do you see that the sport is still like going to continue? Like it's, it's evolved through the footlocks and all of these sorts of things. Right. I don't know if they're going around and coming around because I haven't been in it long enough, but do you see that, There's still actually a lot more to discover or you know like what do you think about the evolution of the actual art i think it's just so
2: vast that it it it, there will be more things i mean the footlocks yes they're coming around but every time they come around there's more things Mm
0: -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. you know
2: more things more technique different ways to do things and Mm -hmm. i think that's going to happen again with everything and it's just such a vast art. Um, I, I, hate to refer to it as a sport. I just want, I want the competitors to get paid. Well, I, I want, uh, you know, mm. I think it's starting to get to a point where MMA was, uh, I'm still not happy with the way guys are getting paid in MMA. I, 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 think it's shameful that, you know, you got these big name, um, you know, um, investors, uh, you know, uh, particularly I, I would criticize UFC, uh, yeah. you know, uh, own it, you know, buying the, the company for over four billion dollars, and you know, because to them, I think it's not just the profit, but you know, the, it, like the numbers that you see around, the, how much. If the revenue is not there, you can't share. You know, you can't share nothing. But if the revenues are there, yeah. you know, most, most major sports, which are not as damaging to the athletes, you know, generally pay out close to half of the revenues, and you know, MMA, <laughs> particular UFCs, you UFC I've seen numbers anywhere from fifteen to twenty five percent. It's mm-hmm. shameful.
0: Yeah. I think they should be ashamed. Yeah, especially well, because the, the the amount of damage that the athletes take makes really good sense. I mean, I think that also someone like you, though, you've managed to get some really great traction on YouTube, for example. And I think that like the the way that the you know the boxers nowadays are kind of breaking away and just putting on YouTube fights, and they're making way more than the MMA fighters just with views right i i do see that there's an opportunity for bjj to go down that path like there's a global bjj community yeah someone's got a great channel and they're getting a percentage of the views and it's just you know it's really it's really worked out that way there could be an I, I think
2: i think if you have exciting guys guys that are exciting to to compete i think people will pay to watch it mm. i think you know uh you know you know Gordon is certainly exciting, uh, you know, to watch. Gary Tonin is exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Marcel Garcia was exciting to watch. Hodge uh, Gracie was exciting to watch. Um, you know, they, uh, I, I think the money continues to get better. Um, now, you know, some of the guys that are, you know, maybe not competing so actively anymore, they maybe missed out a little bit on, on that money, but I'm hoping that they will get paid more and more. Mm. And that it will at some point will compete with MMA where, you know, you can make as much money, if not more, you know, and, and I do hope that MMA pays more because it is a truly punishing sport. And yeah. I don't understand why, you know, how the owners could sleep at night, you know, because I know a lot of these guys do it for ego, you yeah. know, that you know, that the investors and, you know, if, if you've, you guys, you know, if anybody's listening, man, you really should do something about improving the pay for the fighters. Yeah. Yeah. We're you.
1: nearly out of time, but um, you're a very positive, very inspiring guy. Do you have any uh, sage words of advice for people in Australia, particularly who are locked down still and the lights at the end of the tunnel? Hopefully we're nearly there. But w- what would you say to any of our
2: listeners? Guys, uh, I really feel bad for you because I really, I, you know, I, we were frustrated uh, as hell, but, you know, this shall pass. It will be over. It will, it will be over it it, one way or another either people are going to get sick of it and just say okay we're going to take whatever just whatever it is we take take it or at some point it's going to go away one or the other is going to happen but you know that's just you know hopefulness which i i do believe it will will get better but in the meantime try to use this time constructively to help grow your skills Mm -hmm. when we did the daily show at that time, there were some countries like Korea and Japan and parts of Europe that were coming out of lockdown before we were. I was getting messages from guys from a lot of countries where all they did is watch the show, the lesson that day. And they actually visually absorb some of those techniques to the point where their teammates accused them of training during the lockdown. <laughs> so, it, it's true. I, I got multiple, I got, yeah. we actually wind up also getting people that never trained jujitsu watching this thing. I couldn't believe wow. it, but, 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 but so I, I have this for you. Watch, but also see if you can create pods, see what the regulation will allow. Do you have access to a pool where you can go in and drill techniques solo? Maybe there is restrictions that there can be no more than 10 people in the pool. So come out at a time when you can be there, create pods, create, you know, get mats. You need about roughly 10 by 10 feet, which is roughly three by three meters. If you can get that, listen, when I was in corporate world, this is a long time ago, 30 years ago, I used to travel a lot and I used to train every day. I used to primarily doing striking or, and, and I was just starting jujitsu. And when I was in a hotel room, I would move the furniture around. I would do a thousand kicks. Wow. So where there's a will, as my father, this is a very, very important, where there's a will, there's a way. So in the meantime, don't just wait and hope. Do something constructive that can help your game. Watch, drill, create a pod, whatever you think you can get away with, do it. So when you come out, you will look at this as as just another learning experience.
0: I love it. Thank you so much, Karel Pravek, aka Silver Fox. We love you a lot down here in Australia, man. And um, yeah, just you're such a huge inspiration. So please keep being that for everybody. And uh, we hope to have you back on the show another day soon. I'd, lo- I'd love to do it, and one day I hope to meet you guys in person. That'd be so good. Forward to it. Thank you enjoy. again. Cheers. Thank you,
1: God.
2: Thanks, man. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.